Welcome to Warrior, the art of war for life, a podcast for those who want to win. Leadership lessons, motivational mindsets, empowering principles, success strategies, and transformational tactics from Swinza, the master of victory. I'm your guide on the side, David Boyd, award-winning educator, transformational speaker, and certified life coach. It's time to start winning at life. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm so glad you're all here listening. I know I say it every week, but I really am. How are you all doing? I hope you're having an amazing week, and I'm super excited about this week's episode. Last week, we talked about five strategies for creating massive breakthroughs in our lives, five actions that can turn defeat into victory. They are, number one, adopt an abundance mindset. Number two, make a decision and then take decisive action. Number three, keep going. Keep the energy flowing. Consistent, concentrated effort carves a way through. Number four, amass and build up personal reserves, motivational MREs. And number five, open the floodgates. Take massive, strategically formulated action. If you missed it, Go back and check it out. If you're a visual learner like me, check out the blog version of this podcast at www.artofwarforlife.com, which includes all the Chinese characters I discuss along with additional images. Don't forget to join the Art of War for Life Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Art of War for Life. For any questions, comments, or to work with me, shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com. Oh, and as a reminder... The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the United States Air Force Academy, the Air Force, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. government. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have you ever felt like the enormity of what lay before you was just too much and you didn't even know where to start? Have you ever felt like you were just barely staying afloat, just barely keeping your head above water? I know I have. And that is the feeling of overwhelm. In episode 28, Swinza's top priority, four principles to become unconquerable, I discussed the Chinese alternative to the idiom, how do you eat an elephant? Which is, how do you feed an elephant? How do we accomplish our big deals, our grand endeavors, our profound purpose, and personal missions on this planet? The answer is the same, one bite at a time. However, The larger the task, the bigger our deal, and the greater the distance between where we are and where we want to be in our lives, the easier and more likely it is that we'll feel overwhelmed by it at some point. Today we're going to talk about Swinza's octagonal approach to overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks. So let's go. The first half of Chapter 5.1 of Swinza's Art of War reads... Swinza said, in general, regulating a massive force is just like regulating a small unit. It's just division and numbers. Combat with a massive force is just like combat with a small unit. It's just configurations and designations. What guarantees that the mass of the three armies can assuredly withstand the enemy without being defeated are special and standard tactics. Increasing combat capabilities so the impact of the army is as a whetstone thrown against an egg is about exploiting weaknesses and strengths. 
This passage describes Sunzi's octagonal approach for managing massive campaigns. Step 1. The way to regulate or order a massive force or a small force is by dividing it up and quantifying the numbers. Stage 2. The way to battle with a massive army or a small force is through strategic formations, which I talked about last week in episode 35. Four strategies for a massive breakthrough. And unit designations. Step 3. The way to ensure that we can receive an enemy and not be defeated is through standard and special tactics. And stage 4. The way to increase a soldier's effectiveness in combat, like throwing a whetstone at an egg, is by exploiting enemy weaknesses and capitalizing on strengths. From this passage, I've extracted eight actions for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks. They are, number one, divide and conquer. Number two, quantify the problem, stick to the numbers. Number three, focus on structure, work smarter, not just harder. Number four, give it a name. Number five, start with established tactics and best practices. Number six, innovate and use special tactics. Number seven, find openings and opportunities, exploit weaknesses. And number eight, capitalize on strengths. Number one, divide and conquer. The first action in Swinz's octagonal approach for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks, especially when we're beginning to bring order to the chaos of our lives and our problems, is to divide and conquer. The character that Swinz uses meaning to bring order to or to regulate is Jur. The character is comprised of water on the left and a raised platform or dike on the right. The original meaning of this word was to prevent floodwaters from overflowing the banks. Fitting imagery for feelings of overwhelm that threaten to drown us and drag us downstream. So how do we prevent that? How do we bring order to massive problems and complicated issues? How do we regulate ourselves so that we don't feel overwhelmed? We divide and conquer. We divide the challenge or objective up into smaller, more manageable tasks and take them on one step, one bite at a time. The character that Swinza uses here is fun, which means to divide. The character is composed of the number eight above a knife. In Chinese, the rule of eight is to take massive tasks and then divide them in half, then half again, and then half again, resulting in eight parts. I first discussed this well-known concept as tactic number three in episode 22, Take Back Your Life, Six Tactics to Pick Your Battles and Start Winning. As Henry Ford put it, Nothing is particularly hard when you divide it into small jobs. By reducing large and complex issues and tasks down to more manageable tasks, we can make progress and overcome overwhelm. Mark Twain observed that the secret of getting started is breaking your complex, overwhelming tasks into small, manageable ones, and then starting on the first one. That's step number one. Number two, quantify the problem, stick to the numbers. 
The second action in Swinz's octagonal approach for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks is to quantify the problem. Stick to the numbers. In episode 11, The Art of Getting Stuff Done, Swinz's three tactics for effective execution, I discussed the importance of doing our due diligence. In other words, know what is at stake and what we're up against. How do we do that? I always recommend working it out on paper, no matter what it is. Work your thoughts out on paper. Work your goals out on paper. Work your problems out, your budget out, your relationship issues. Whatever it is, write it down, get it out of your head and onto paper, and then deal with it there. In episode 34, Four Strategies for a Massive Breakthrough, I introduced the concept of calculating the cost and crunching the numbers, or shu. Swinza uses the same term here. Calculate, quantify, and stick to the numbers. Just stick to the numbers and avoid all the negative storytelling of what it means, of what we are making it mean. When we add layers of negativity to the problem or complexity to the objective, we only add unnecessary burdens to our own backs. Remember, the size of our problems is nothing compared to our ability to solve them. So don't overestimate our problems and underestimate ourselves. Just stick to the numbers, to the cold hard facts, and believe that every problem can be solved. There's always a way. This links back to episode six, Swinza's six traps of self-deception and how to avoid them, where I discuss the problem of catastrophizing over distant doomsday scenarios. Instead, we need to get real, be pragmatic, and stick to the facts and numbers. These two actions are the first stage of overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks, and they help us bring order to the potentially overwhelming chaos that a massive challenge presents. Number three, focus on structure. Work smarter, not just harder. The third action in Swinza's octagonal approach for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks, especially useful once we've begun engaging with the problem or challenge and are battling resistance and opposition, both internal and external, is to focus on structure. Structures that help us work smarter, not just harder. This links back to systematizing our success, which is one of Swinza's five strategic success factors that I discussed way back in episode three. In episode 35, Five Strategies for a Massive Breakthrough, we talked about the concept of strategic formations and formulations, or xing in Chinese, which are tools and structures for tripling our efficiency, effectiveness, and capabilities. In other words, they focus our efforts and allow us to work smarter, not just harder. The metaphor Swinza uses is the narrow, steep slot canyon that gives the flash flood its shape and focus direction. Just as the structure of the slot canyon creates the flash flood, so too can we cause our own breakthroughs to happen by directing and concentrating all of our energy and efforts into narrowly defined goals and objectives. In other words, structuring our efforts with focused, scalable strategies that allow us to do more of what we want more efficiently. As martial arts master Bruce Lee put it, a successful warrior is an average man or woman with a laser-like focus. As Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn taught, your focus determines your reality. And in the words of Life Coach Master Tony Robbins, he's definitely a master. Where focus goes, energy flows. 
And if you don't take the time to focus on what matters, then you're living a life of someone else's design. So focus on where we want to go and the next steps we need to take to get there. Our focus determines how we structure our lives. So once we know what we want to focus on, we can structure our lives accordingly. Where and how we spend our time, energy, and resources. That is why focus can help us overcome overwhelm. Number four. The fourth action in Swinz's octagonal approach for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks is to give it a name. Give the problem we're dealing with a name. Give the objective we're working towards a name. Because as writer and activist Laura Bates has observed, we have to name a problem to solve a problem. Similarly, leadership coach Stephen Fulmer has asserted that we can't solve a problem we can't name. We can't fix what we don't understand is broken. The act of naming a problem makes it more manageable. Naming hard things makes solving them easier. As coach Linda Ferguson has taught, too often we're afraid that if we put a label on a problem, we will somehow make it real. But when we label a problem, we put limits around it. We make it stay in one shape instead of changing every time we look at it. We establish ourselves as active instead of acted upon. So don't be afraid of naming a problem. You won't grow it. You'll stabilize it so you can know it and solve it. Be afraid of not being able to give a name to a threat. That said, don't give it a name that blows it out of proportion or a cutesy name or a funny name that is going to enable us to stay stuck in the problem or take it on as our identity. As Yogi Sadhguru warned, you give your problems too many names because you like to decorate your problems. If you decorate your problems, you may not want to get rid of them. As Tony Robbins has explained, the thing about human nature is we're hardwired to be pessimistic, to see the problems. We need to see potential problems before they arise so we can plan for them. The problem arises when we get stuck in them and identify ourselves with them. So as Tony advises, identify your problems, but give your power and energy to solutions. Years ago, when I started working on my parenting skills, I joined an online group and created a username for my profile. It was try not to scar my kids. As I interacted with others who were there and shared some of my goals, people brought it up and encouraged me to rename it to something more positive, more empowering, and more focused on who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up in my kids' lives. I'll never forget that. Just as we want to name our challenges and problems, so too do we want to name our solutions, our plan of attack, and give it something inspiring, edifying, and encouraging. Something that we'll want to work on and work for, to strive, struggle, and sacrifice for, as I discussed way back in episode one. What's your big deal? What are you fighting for? This is something the military does pretty well. Think of Operation Enduring Freedom. So if your goal is to get out of debt and not be poor, come up with a name that focuses on where you'll be once you've accomplished it, like Operation Debt-Free Sipping Margaritas on the Beach. Give our problems a name and give our solutions a better name. Number five. The fifth action in Swinz's octagonal approach for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks is to start with standard tactics, well-established principles, and best practices. 
we don't need to reinvent the wheel right off the bat. Rather, we find people who have the results that we're looking for and we do what they do. We model them, as I discussed in episode 33, two exemplary abilities for governing victory and defeat. That's how we put ourselves in a position to take whatever the universe can throw at us and not be defeated by it. The Chinese character that Sun Tzu uses here is Zheng, which means upright, standard, or to rectify. The character is composed of a target above a foot. Taken together, they convey the sense of reaching an objective. In the end, the real best practices are the practices that work the best for us and that have a proven track record of delivering the results we're looking for, which leads us to action number six. Number six, innovate with special tactics. The sixth action in Swinz's octagonal approach for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks is to employ special tactics and innovation. The character that Swinza uses here is Qi, which means strange, unusual, or wondrous. The Shuowen Jiezi, China's oldest etymological dictionary dating from the Han Dynasty, defines Qi as different or strange. The character is comprised of the word for great above the word for possible. Taken together, the elements of this character point towards great and marvelous possibilities. The origin of the word may be related to learning to ride horses, which would have been a wonder to behold in the ancient world, and was one of the first innovations of animal husbandry accomplished by early humans across the globe. Imagine the first time you saw someone riding a horse. That would have seemed wonderful, amazing, marvelous, and it was an innovation that changed the course of human history. In episode 37, Four Strategic Insights for Infinite Innovation, I'll take a deep dive into Swinza's perspective on standard and special tactics. So tune in for that next week. Number seven, find openings and opportunities, exploit weaknesses. The seventh action in Swinza's octagonal approach for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks is to exploit weaknesses. The word Swinza uses here is shu, which means empty, hollow, or weak. The character is rich in imagery and implication. It is comprised of a tiger's head above a mound or a hill. It may originally have referred to a cave or hollow in the mountains frequented by tigers. By extension, it came to refer to an opening or empty cave. Imagine going into a tiger's den in the mountains and expecting to encounter a ferocious apex predator, only to find it empty. Some interpreters have suggested that the tiger's head represents a hollow skin that looks terrifying, but is no longer a threat. Swenza's lesson is that even the mighty tiger has weaknesses, deficiencies, and openings that can be exploited to bring about its utter demise, becoming nothing more than a trophy rug on the floor to be walked all over. Swenza's lesson is to find our openings and opportunities, to face our fears, and exploit any weaknesses. Amelia Earhart once said, the most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change or control your life. And the procedure, the process, is its own reward. That tiger of a problem may just be a paper tiger with no life in it. That massive mountain to climb may just be a hollow, empty cave. Number eight. Capitalize on strengths. 
The eighth and final action in Swinz's octagonal approach for overcoming overwhelm and managing massive tasks is to capitalize on strengths. This links back to episode seven, eight tactics to transform your life, where I discuss the importance of getting real or sure. Other meanings of this character include prosperous, substance, substantial, and by extension, strengths. Those areas where we have real skills, real assets, and tangible resources. These are the skills that pay the bills. As we pursue our big deals, our mission, our grand endeavors, we need to play to our own strengths, not others. Sometimes we fall into the trap of playing into other people's strengths, playing their game instead of our own, or playing right into their hands, which leads to feeling overwhelmed. Legendary football coach Bear Bryant reminds us that you win games with your strengths, not your weaknesses. So capitalize on our strengths. In the words of singer Jennifer Lopez, don't push your weaknesses, play with your strengths. Sometimes when we feel overwhelmed, we can lose focus on our next steps and we can lose sight of our strengths. Or worse, forget we even have any. For a long time, I let my feelings of overwhelm disempower me and disqualify me from utilizing my strengths what I was actually good at and passionate about. That sapped the life out of me. I was trapped in the futility farce that I talked about in episode six, Swinza's six traps of self-deception and how to avoid them. We don't wanna to go toe to toe with the overwhelm of life without our strengths. That is setting ourselves up for failure. So as business system strategist, Wendy Nicole Anderson recommends, play to your strengths, they're your greatest assets. When we play to our strengths, we'll be happier, we'll feel better about ourselves and our lives, and be able to overcome overwhelm with a superior performance. So just be yourself. Do more of what you're great at. In conclusion, today we've talked about Swinz's octagonal approach to overcoming overwhelm in our lives, eight tactical actions we can use for managing massive tasks. They are, number one, Divide and conquer. Number two, quantify the problem and stick to the numbers. Number three, focus on structure. Work smarter, not just harder. Number four, give it a name. Number five, start with established tactics and best practices. Number six, innovate with special tactics. Number seven, find openings and opportunities. Exploit weaknesses, those paper tigers. And number eight, capitalize on strengths. When life kicks us in the teeth, knocks the wind out of us, and brings us to our knees, when everything around us seems to be falling apart, slipping through our fingers and going sideways, when we feel like the obstacles, the problems, and the challenges are immense and insurmountable, when we feel like there is too much to do and not enough time, energy, or resources. When we feel pulled and stretched in too many different directions. When the whole of life feels absolutely overwhelming. What can we do? How can we get up and take a step towards what we want in our lives, out of our lives, and for our lives? The first thing we can do is divide and conquer. We don't have to solve all of our problems and all of our challenges right now in this moment. 
Let's start with just one. In the advice of Star Trek Picard, one impossible task at a time. We don't have to accomplish all of our dreams immediately. We don't have to do everything everywhere all at once and be all things for all people all the time. Let's divide it up. Break down the problem, the challenge, or the goal into smaller, manageable tasks and then take care of them one at a time. Second, we can quantify the problem or the goal. Run some numbers, do some due diligence, find out what we're up against, what it is really going to take. Don't make assumptions and don't settle for guesstimates. Get some hard data, do the math, and avoid all the doomsday storytelling and catastrophizing that so often comes with it. Work it out on paper and deal with it there. Third, focus on structure. We have more time, energy, and resources available to us than we realize. We just need to focus on that, to channel that, and to structure our lives to be able to work smarter, not just harder, and to be able to spend more of our time, energy, and resources doing the things that matter most to us. That's how we break out of overwhelm. That's how we get to our breakthroughs on the other side of overwhelm. Fourth, give it a name. Name the problem, the challenge, or the goal. When we name something, it has less power over us and we have the ability to work on it. Give it a name that focuses on the solution to the problem or the outcome of our dreams, not one that will discourage us from working on it or enable us to stay stuck. Fifth, start with best practices, established approaches. Go learn what others have done to solve the problems we're facing and to achieve the outcomes we want and model the parts of what they've done that will work the best for us in our specific situations and circumstances. Sixth, innovate with special tactics, adapt, personalize, think outside the box, because if we do what we've always done, we'll get what we've always got. And if we want to go somewhere we've never been or accomplish something we've never achieved before, we're going to have to do new things. Problems can't be solved at the same level of thinking and action that created them. So try something new, mix things up, and see what happens. Seventh, find our openings and opportunities and exploit any weaknesses. Stand up to those paper tigers in our lives. Face our fears, stand up to the problems, chase our dreams. Don't sell out, give up, give in, or settle for a less than life. Take a step, take a shot, make a move, seize the day. Feelings of overwhelm are just an emotional bully. When we stand up to them, we'll find them hollow and empty, and they will disappear. And lastly, capitalize on your strengths. You do you. No one else can. You are an awesome, amazing individual, one of a kind in this universe. You are a powerful being with a profound purpose on this planet. You have great gifts to give the world. So give yourself permission to get out there and give them generously. Just be yourself. You are enough. As you are, where you are, with whatever you have at your disposal right now. So just get started. Just do something, anything. Get out there, get started, and overwhelm will give way. You've got this. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. 
If you found this podcast impactful, please like and subscribe and join us for new episodes every Warrior Wednesday. For more information, tools, and resources to help you in your daily battles, for questions or to work with me, shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com. Most importantly, always remember the power to win resides within. There is always a way.